Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode, lesson, however we want to call it, of Light the Fights. I did feel like a lot of people really resonated with what we said last week when we said we're like the worst case scenario. What what did you say? We're like... Well, yeah, we're like the A-team. Like when, when nothing else works, you know, you get a call, you know, the, the ragamuffins <laughs> come in with our street knowledge. Street cred, yeah. 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 This is, you know, the, you know that, you know, things are bad when you come and listen to like the fight. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, not street credit, street knowledge, more like street, like cleanups. Like street, yeah. we get you. Yeah, we get we you. Feel we feel you. you. <laughs> we're, 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 we're in the same, yeah, we're in the exact same thing, so. Well, anyway, thank you for listening, you guys. Yep. Um, I feel like I heard from so many people after our last episode where, you know, we kind of talked about Patreon. We kind of talked about how we're leveling up. We talked about um, a few inside jokes. And I I just want to thank you guys for, for like, appreciating the inside jokes and um, responding that. So just never, you know, n- never stop yourself from it just being, like, super late at night and you just listen to another episode and you just need to, like, text me and say, you know, I didn't stab the balls, but I was close or, mm. you know, something like that. Because yep. um, I, I I think I got three stab the ball references this this week. And I just people can relate. Guys, you know, people can it's, relate. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, we, we appreciate all your support and all your messages and, and all your great comments <clears throat> as well um, on social media and on um, uh, YouTube and on Patreon. So we've been very fortunate lately to have a bunch of you guys jump on and join us on Patreon. So real quick shout out to that for those of you um, have not heard about our Patreon yet or don't even know what that is. We'll make a really long story short. It's a way that we can give you more content, specifically answer questions. You can submit questions. Uh, we'll be giving polls to um, so you guys can influence us in regards to what topics we're going to have. And all you got to do is go to www.patre. O-N? Ah, I spelled it right two weeks in a row. Dot com backslash light the fight. And uh, check it out. And uh, if, if you want to sign up, join up, just five bucks. And uh, if not, that's cool too. We'll be always doing the podcast every week. That's right. So this week, you know, we kind of had an idea we wanted to talk about. We just said, hey, you want to talk about this? Sweet, let's go. But there's another part of me that wants to talk about everything we talked about before the podcast <laughs> came on. Too bad we can't, huh? Well, Too bad we can't. We just can't, huh? It, 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 for 500 bucks, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, I, if, I get, if we get 10,000 likes. Yeah, if we get 10,000 <laughs> likes and a GoFundMe account or something. No, I will no. tell you, though, that yeah, after, tell us something. Tell after us something. last week's chat, we talked about Anti-Fragile. And um, I hope 
hopefully you've listened to it. If not, you guys, it's really, really a good, a good one to listen to. But things in my life kept coming up um, left and right where I was like, oh my gosh, this is an anti-fragile situation. And, and this is an anti-fragile situation. And um, I actually have a friend that's on Facebook and she is a, a counselor in Arizona. And she had said, she kind of got on and she, and she, as a counselor, she was just saying, there are so many kids who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And she said something like, the numbers from 2020 haven't come out yet. So we don't want to see those numbers. Right. And, no. and so it's almost like we don't even know how bad it got and until like the numbers start to come but she said as a mental health professional and you could probably say the same thing I can tell you that things are so much worse and um and she said you know kids are just struggling so much and and she she put two acronyms and she said SI and SH and I was like you know I'm not really a mental health professional and so I it you know I was sitting there for a while and then finally I realized it was suicide ideation and self-harm and she kind of talked about how never in her practice has she had um so many kids struggling with both of those just really extreme um situations and at the end of her post she just said she said hug your kids, look at them in your eye, listen to them, don't give advice without being asked, and um, let them know that, that you love them and that you're there for them. And I think that those things are, are things we're talking about yeah. a lot here. Um, and the fact is that, that the pandemic situation and what these what kids are going through and what they're experiencing and what they're, what's happening to their friendships, what's happening to their dance and, and their athletic teams, what's happening to their social structure, what's happening to their interaction with their teachers, all these things can actually make them stronger. Just like what we were talking about last week. If we capitalize on the relationships. Yeah. And remind our kids, you know, and and I think we talked about this last week, you know, giving them space to to grieve what's happened, listening to them, not giving them advice, not telling them to buck up, not telling them to let it go. So when you say giving them space to grieve, does that mean let them be and moan? And let them get it out a little bit, cause cause that sounded really nice the way you said, but it sounds like you're really saying let them bitch and moan, complain, get it out, don't take it personal, right? Just let them get it out. Right. And I think that without being a Pollyanna, you know, I have a tendency to be like, well, let's look on the bright side, you know, let's let's look at the silver linings. But if you're gonna talk about the silver linings, let's talk about the crap that you just stepped into, you know, let's not just focus on the positive. It's good. And that's why we talk about highs and lows, right? It's why we talk about both because you can't just have something 
miserable happening, it's not going to be anti-fragile if you're if you're not acknowledging the crap. Yeah. Yeah. But it's reminding, hey, look at just look at where you've come from. Look how much already, you know, pointing out some of the wins and um, along with validating how hard it's been. So, I don't know. I just really loved last week's or last week's conversation. And um, I found myself in a situation with realizing. Um, she graduated, guys. <laughs> she can't, we can't talk about it, but she graduated. I did. I had I had a win, and I don't I can't really share about it, which is unusual because I just usually just. Well, share this everything. was your biggest win, which is why you can't like the the deeper it is, the closer to home. It's like you can't share about it, but you're more proud about it. Like you're really proud of yourself. You yeah. should be. So definitely had a huge win. <laughs> if I if we could share it, you guys would be like Heidi. That's like superwoman power. Like, and I've never given you this compliment before because you're superwoman in lots of ways. But in these types of ways, that's not your first instinct to know how to come in like a first no, responder. That is true. That is true. Because superwomen, that first responder, usually come in like a first. What the? I mean, okay, Dave said, okay, breathe. <laughs> it's like by thirty seconds later, kids like spit it out, mom. What are we doing here? Like, so I really need to tell you a statement. I just can't think of one right now. I know. And in and this particular case, it was complete opposite. You were the one that said, okay, time out. Here's what we're gonna do. You handle it very assertively, but assertive like a really good business owner would handle something inside the company. So kudos to you, kudos to you. Now let me just say, even though I did that really good, I think I was absolutely almost 92% freaking out about a totally different situation. you say 92, why is it not 100? Yeah, because I didn't like, you know. No, you freaked out 100%, you just pulled it back to 50 (laughs) pretty quickly. You know, isn't it funny how like, and if you guys follow me on, on social media at all, you might know that I'm I'm in the midst of kind of dealing with hard stuff with my parents and and my mom going into we needed to move her into like a care center and man if any of you out there have done that it is it is awful in every way and and the way it affects it and and I'm having a hard time controlling my freak out <laughs> as it pertains to that and so like even though I've got maybe one situation a little bit more under control Another situation pops up that I, that I gotta I gotta figure out how to get under control too. So what so. you're saying is you have plenty of practice in the future. Yes, yes. Plenty of practice reps. So, well, going off that same sentiment from last week, um, I, I want to just talk about something that can definitely help you to stay in the situation where you're seeing your loved ones as being anti-fragile. Because as Heidi was talking about, if you see them as fragile, then you're gonna freak out. You're going to jump in to save the day or you're going to try to shame them to like, what are you doing? Why did you do it that way? What's wrong with you? Right. Or you may dismiss their feelings. All the things that, you know, we've talked about like in last episode, excuse me. But when I was talking, when I was thinking about last week's episode, I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I added a little something to that. And we've talked about this in previous episodes a long time ago, but we haven't have never talked about it in this specific way. And what I call this is don't fight sarcasm with sarcasm. And so what I mean by that, well, it's pretty self-explanatory. Don't you love that? How it, when he's like, "What I call this?" <laughs> well, I mean, if if you've been listening, if you're new to the podcast, let me school you on something. <laughs> I like to make things rhyme. 
I say it's to help people remember it, but low key, I used to always want to be a rapper. <laughs> Go figure, right? And so, um, right there. Okay. Um, so I like to like make things rhyme, but seriously, like when I'm talking to a teenager, a young adult, or even a parent, if I have things like that rhyme, it's easier to remember. Don't hate, congratulate. Don't hate, congratulate. You know, kryptonite depression is connection. Like all these little things that just kind of click, right? It's and helpful for me because I can't remember anything. Highs, lows, who the heck knows, right? Um, so what I figured out with with sarcasm, we've we've talked. We actually used to talk, not used to, but it was part of our workshop, right? And sometimes we would talk about um, on the podcast, but in the workshop, we talk about how. Having a good sense of humor, huge for family's progression. Gosh, if you don't have a good sense of humor and you guys are going through a hard time, it's going to be a lot harder. Yes. Right? You've got to crack a joke at the moment where it's the most tense sometimes. And you have to be, as a parent, you have to be willing to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And allow good time jokes. If it's a good joke and everybody's laughing, don't get mad they're laughing. Just go... All right, okay, you got it. that was a good one. You know, like let it breathe for a little bit, let people laugh, like when and then you call it the Tinder. Yeah, the Tinder, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, it, I, this is one thing that we're not talking about sense of humor because sense of humor obviously is amazing. Having a good sense of humor, um, being able to take you know criticism, all those things, those are all great things. Allow yourself to be criticized, joke about yourself, all great things. But sarcasm is really intended to mock, make fun of. Um, it's something that can be masked as just a joke, but we've all felt when something stings a little bit because it's accurate or at least partly true, or there's something there that's been a criticism before. So when someone, you know, and, and any of you out there that have siblings, I know, hey, <laughs> physical and verbal abuse, that was on the menu when you have a big family. Well, at least in my family it was, right? So a lot of people getting, you know, beat up from the, the higher rankings all the way down and, you know, little brother and sisters getting it. And my family might have been a little bit more on the extreme than the typical family. Um, as we used to like to say, our grandmother, she believed in the laying on of hands. And uh, she's Samoan from, you know, North Shore of Hawaii. That's, that was, I'd never been grounded in my life. I'd be like, Mom, please ground me. <laughs> I'd like to switch things up every now and then, right? So no, that's not how we do it where I'm from. I'm like, all right. So long story short is that with sarcasm, because there's a mockery, because most people in a family have, you know, witnessed a lot of sarcasm in their family, unknowingly, we start to feel like we need to defend ourselves from sarcasm. And if you've ever had someone, a family member, a friend, really say something sarcastic, but it cuts you and, you know, you weren't in the mood for it or whatever, at that moment, you get that fight or flight instinct. You either want to get out of there and want to not be around those people at all, or you're like, you sit there and you're like, please come up with a good comeback fast. Because we all know what happens after 1001, <laughs> 1002, 1003. If you don't have a good comeback, then you're down and out. It's not going to, the comeback's not going to come until like six hours later. And then six hours later, like, dang it, I should have said this, right? You know, these are common moments people have. But the reason why I want to talk about sarcasm is that so many parents that I've worked with have made horrible mistakes and they were great people and even didn't even know that they were making this mistake. They were so used to dealing with hardships with sense of humor that they thought sense of humor and them being sarcastic and talking trash to their kids and mocking them, making fun of them were the same thing when, when they're actually not the same thing at all. It's, a, it's just a huge part of our culture though right yeah. now. Like if you think about 
you know, Jimmy Fallon is my my favorite thing to watch. You know, to watch. By the Roots, Roots are one of my favorite bands. So there you you go. And actually, I didn't like the whole at home Jimmy Fallon thing. Horrible, horrible. That was rough. Like I lost all my lost lost interest. But you know, every monologue, every comedian. You look at the memes. You look at Twitter. Everything that actually is getting all the retweets, that's getting all of the the laughs, it's like it's those cutting, it's it's those comments that are just coming in hot, like real close. And it's only funny because it's so true. Huh. Right. And so like we're kind of like that's that's our culture is sarcastic mean like this license to be mean situation and so and i think that you see it i don't you know it's always kind of coming off of an insecurity it's coming off of um a lack of a relationship it's coming off of like needing to to have the upper hand or you you know it's just never coming from a good spot yeah and and here's the thing is that we're not i'm not we're not talking about a professional comedian mocking people that paid to sit in the front row knowing that he's going to harass that like that's part of the shtick right right? right. or like someone that is a comedian talking to people in audience they don't know poking folk uh fun at pop culture and politics because that's what comedians do we're talking about a parent doing that to their child we're talking about a sister doing it to a brother brother like and then it starts happening and this is the part where this is my part where i talk to people about in regards to you don't want to fight sarcasm with sarcasm is because parents will come to me and say, my kids are being disrespectful, being sarcastic. Very rarely are the parents not to blame <laughs> for starting that whole entire, this is how you are sarcastic. Now here, sometimes it could be a very passive aggressive sarcasm, but then the kids go, well, I'm going to fight back by doing the opposite of that, by being overly over the top sarcasm versus passive aggressive. And so when I'm talking to these people, they're saying, well, my kids are being so disrespectful. I say, well, how do you respond? And most people have a good relationship and they tell me, not very well. Then they share with me that they get a little, what's that called? Starts with a B, ends with a hurt, butt hurt. They get a little butt hurt. I hate it when he says that. And, and then they get all upset. And so then they slang sarcasm yeah, back. That's where the, you don't want to fight sarcasm with sarcasm. You never want to get into a sarcastic, petty argument with a teenager. They got more in the gas tank. They will out cardio you in that department usually or they'll hold the grudge longer so in this situation if your kid's being sarcastic with you if they're being disrespectful to you you don't have to like do therapy all in one moment say well how did i show up sarcastic for them all these years to don't even worry about all that right now the first thing you need to do is you need to not fight fight it with being sarcastic back to them but when they come to you with the sarcasm kind of laugh and joke around Okay, okay, all right, you know, you got me, you got me. All right, okay, okay. Let it sit for a moment. Give it a moment. Maybe it has to be a couple seconds, maybe it's a couple minutes, and you say, hey, uh, uh, Jace, come here. Hey, meet me in the kitchen. I need your help with something real quick. Let's say this is a father with the teenage son that was just sarcastic to him, and the father felt his blood boil. Like he was like getting really mad. He goes, hey, come here. He's like, hey, help me out with something. Hey, son, uh, could you do me a favor? Son says, yeah, sure. This would really help me out a lot. Next time you're joking around and being sarcastic with me, like, you know, say that like one-on-one between the two of us. Or, you know, 
don't say it so it's so personal. I know I have him in the best example, and I know this would be funny coming from me, but you know, that kind of kind of hurt my feelings a little bit when you said that. Or, you know, I just didn't like that. You don't have to say hurt your feelings. I just didn't really like that. And I appreciate you did that. Pull your kid alone, one-on-one, go along, say, hey, you know, kind of give them like, hey, they're taking shots. They're just just shooting their shot. Like a stand-up comedian, they're bombing left and right. You ever go to stand-up, like, uh, what do they call the amateur shows? Um, open mic. Open mic. That's what I'm talking about. If you've ever been to an open mic show, it's rough. You might get one or two jokes from five people, right? Sometimes you get a couple, but for the most part, like they're bombing. Well, your kids are bad open mic comedians. How are they going to get better at being sarcastic and social if they're not practicing? The difference is, is you don't want to model for them that sarcasm is okay and that you can go back and forth with them like, like they're on the same page as you. You want to model for them that sarcasm even though it's with your friends, you might be able to get away with that. But at home and even with your friends, you got to be really careful because being funny is not necessarily always the same as being overly sarcastic. You know. Does that make any sense? Yes, it, it does. And, and one of the things I want to take on, like, it's actually hard to be really good sarcastic. Like, not mm-hmm. everybody has the gift of of good sarcasm. Most people bomb. Right? Like healthy, like happy, kind of so, light. And so, like you, like we all know those people that we just, like the whole entire time we're around them, we're cracking up because that their sarcasm is just, you yeah. know, so good, right? I feel like that f- for me in, in my family, um, my kids, rather than trying to be funny, they just go straight to mean. Yep. They skip the funny. <laughs> and... And I find my kids like the minute one name calling is is a thing. big issue in our family. And so like when when one person calls the other person and it could start out pretty like not that bad of a name. Yeah. And then Stupid all of a sudden or something. it's yeah. escalated Escalates. into like really, really mean name calling. And I've got some kids who like it doesn't even phase them like. It doesn't ever. It sounds land. like Charlie Brown's teacher, right? Wah, wah, right. Wah, but then yeah. I've got a kid or two that, and it depends on who it's coming from. They could be in tears. But they're like, mm, "Do you really think I'm an idiot?" Yeah. You, you know, like I, I am, and and it really hurts. And so I think that the same principle holds true. It doesn't even have to be really great sarcasm. It, it can even just be flat out mean. And and I actually see kids in their social circle just dissing on each other because they actually don't even know how to be to funny. Be nice. Yeah. And they don't have like the sense of humor. They haven't exercised that muscle. So they go straight to the mean cutting because they saw someone else do it. Right. That's like a guy. I, I, I'm glad you used that example because it reminded me of something. It reminds me of a young man that tries to ask a girl out in the way that you heard an older man talk about how a dude should ask a girl out. <laughs> I've seen this happen so many times where these kids will watch a movie or hear an old guy say, yeah, you just need to go up that girl. You need to tell her, what's up, girl? Like, you look beautiful. You you know you want this, whatever. These guys probably never even said that in real life. But then this young 15 is going, huh? That's all, man. Okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Next thing you know, he's getting yelled at, slapped, sent in the principal's <laughs> office. Like, he doesn't know what's going What did I just do? So, so many people are copying what other people did, having no idea that those people were bombing. Meaning their jokes weren't landing. They weren't being funny. And what do you think happens if you don't get a laugh? You could get angry 
And that's why families will jump past the sense of humor and go straight to the mean. Yeah. The mean comes from a reaction of feeling rejected, not accepted. And when someone doesn't laugh at your joke or laugh at your meme or laugh at whatever, you're gonna feel rejected, AKA not accepted. And so I have a challenge for parents. Okay. I don't think I've ever given a challenge on the podcast before. (laughs) This is the challenge I've given parents that came to me and said, my kids are being sarcastic. I say, with all due respect, I've known you for a little while now. I bet you showed them how to do it. <laughs> and like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, some of the parents pride themselves on like, you can't get nothing past me. Like, I'm a, I'm smart, I'm sharp, I'm a talker, blah, blah. Like this one mom, she was an attorney. She tried to tell me that she wasn't sarcastic with her kids. I go, all right, pull her two kids in that I was working with. We we're having a good time, whatever. I just want to ask you guys a question. Is your mom ever sarcastic or cutty at home? They started busting black. They had nicknames for her. Right. And I'm like, you're an attorney. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, okay, maybe I am sometimes. She was really good at it too. She's like, well, I didn't think I was being sarcastic because I didn't say it mean. I always said it very soft, like a Southern person, like with all due respect, you're an idiot, sweetheart. Like like that kind of like sarcasm. Right. And so the kids were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I gave her this challenge. I've given other parents this challenge. I tell parents, I said, if you want your kids to stop being sarcastic with you and you want to flip it around so now they're following you instead of reacting to you, because when you were when they were little, you mocked them and made fun of them when they tripped and fell down, thinking it was joking because that's what was done to you, not realizing that they were internalizing some of those things sometimes. Like you said, sometimes they can take it, sometimes they can't. Some kids will never be able to take that type of criticism from a parent. It just hurts too much, right? So what you do in the challenge is, You go to your kid. If you're a parent out there listening to this and you've been criticized for being like too hard on your kids or like being critical of their stuff, right? Then you've been sarcastic. (laughs) Don't say, well, I don't think I'm sarcastic. I'm too hard on them. Trust me. Sarcasm is always used by people who are hard on their kids, right? And the passive aggressive sarcasm. That's the walkaway sarcasm. Okay, I guess we'll just pay for everything in your life. You'll just live here till you're 40. Have a good night. Bye. Or what about this? When your kid is like way better than you at something. And so you kind of just make it a, a point of joke, you, you know, like tearing them down just to just want to do it. And, and tearing Cap- them down a notch in something that you're good at or Capri, something they're not good at. Capri would, would sit here and, and like raise her hand because Capri is really good at schedule. She knows every, you know, where everyone needs to be. She's just really, really good. And, and yeah, organized. not your child. And continue. Not my child <laughs> at all. And so then it just becomes this, oh, all right, Capri, queen of everything. <laughs> Mom, don't you realize you have 430? Where do I, where do I need to be? You, you know, and, and to the point where I, I think she actually was being made fun of her really good strength. Yeah. Oh, Miss Mom Capri. Like people right. mocking her about it. Yeah. Right. Th- then she was like ashamed of something that she's really, really good at. Well, not only I something realized, she was really good at. Put it this way. That helped me. It was a role. Yeah. Every kid wants to play a role. They've got to feel like they bring something that makes them matter. So she's like, my mom really is not great at this. I could play this role to help my mom. But she was being mocked and made fun of for something she was trying to offer and give to the family. So we've actually something she's trying to hook you guys up had with that you to definitely bring it needed. back around and help. And I've had to pull her aside and say, you know what? I have to. I got to tell you, I'm sorry. I, this is what I admire about you. I wouldn't want you to change this. Because that's a confusing you, message, right? You know, like if you didn't but, tell her that. But like when I get shamed, yeah, that's my that's mm. my go-to. And it's not hard to shame me. It's almost like you're raised by like farmer people or like 
old school people. You know? I don't even know. It's just like I have an. Your parents were in the art district of any major city, like painting, and no, they weren't. Okay. No. no. I'm being sarcastic. I know that. <laughs> I know you raised. I just am really sensitive to it too. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of those people that you call me a name. And and then I'm like hurt for days. I'm yeah. the one that like if I would go, we would we would travel around the world teaching hmm. scrapbooking classes, and we would do surveys. And I would we would leave an event, and I would leave with like six. I mean, they let you surveys. read them. Oh my, that's yeah. a bad move. They, they should never me, let you read the surveys. No, it should let you read the surveys. Of surveys. <laughs> that's a bad move. And I could have like six hundred. And you surveys, got the one. And there would be <laughs> one that was just like. This class was totally disorganized. And I was like, what? You, you know, know like, what product you got in this class? <laughs> what they want from this, you know, what they want from me. And then, like, all I can do is think about the one. And I don't yeah. even think for one second about the 599. Like, this was the best class I've ever had. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter. And so I think that some. To, and you know, every is, now and then on social media, you'll read a comment that oh, you're like, yeah. yeah. And then, like, it takes me three days to <laughs> shake it off. Like, yeah. So, you know, you just also don't know when somebody is ultra sensitive to yeah. something, even if they're a dish router, sometimes mm -hmm. they're because I mean, I'm not that much of a dish router, but a dish router. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and that's part of that's part of the challenge, too, is that I was just trying to tell parents, go first. You want your kid to start being stop being sarcastic. You go to them and apologize to them. Hey, I'm sorry for being sarcastic so much. I made it a point. I'm going to actually, I got a confession and I'm sorry. I'm going to make it a point to not be so sarcastic. And you know, not when I'm like making a joke, like when I'm making fun of you or mocking you and that type of sarcasm, you know? So I just want to let you know, if, if you see me being sarcastic, me, you let me know, you put me in check. Cause that's my goal to be less that. Cause I, I heard at work. I heard at people cause people who are like this, you hear this throughout your life that your jokes aren't always funny and people don't always like what you have to say, but you're trying to be funny. And so just tell your kid, say, listen, I'm working on this. Will you point out to me? And if you do, I, you know, I'll apologize for it because I'm trying to get better at that because people at work, other people in my life said that. And I don't want people to think that I'm trying to be mean or anything like that. What it does is it sets you up as a parent. So now let's say you're having a passive aggressive day because nothing's going your way and you just want your kids to behave for a little bit. But obviously that's too much to ask, right? <laughs> 20 minutes is too much to ask. For some reason, nobody's listening, right? And you just wrote the check for the orthodontist. Yeah, you just bought them a new game. You just bought like all this stuff. Like you're they sponsoring. Phone. You're sponsoring the disrespect, okay? So, <laughs> so sponsored by Heidi Swap at Shop Heidi Me. I don't know. <laughs> so at that moment, you tell them, say, listen, I need you to help me out with this and I apologize, but I'm going to work on it and get better. Here's where it works. If you get in a bad mood and have a bad day and you start throwing sarcastic remarks because you forgot your commitment, you forgot you, you promised. They look and they'll say, well, my mom did give me permission to put her in check and to remind her. And then they say, mom, remember you, you said you were going to work on not being sarcastic anymore. And it's like, well, I wasn't, okay. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's, even if you want to grapple with it, it stops you in your tracks. So after I had about three or four parents do this and come back, they said it was quite interesting because they did forget. And this is why I'm using this example. They did get petty and sarcastic back and their kid did call them out and said, you told me to. And both times the parents looked at each other like, I'm doing it. 
I'm like, how often do I do this and not even realize it, right? Well, you know, it's interesting. One thing that I remember from the workshops when we talk about sarcasm and my favorite is when we would have like husband and wife, mm. you know, both partners. A lot of sarcasm in, in uh, intimate partnerships. I can guarantee <laughs> that way. A lot of marriage. I mean, a lot but, of marriages get messed up because they people, sting too hard when they cut at each other. A lot of people that sarcasm is a thing. They're like, oh, that's the culture in mm. our family. Yeah. Nobody... Nobody gets hurt by that. That's just yeah. how it is. This have your is kids come we, into my office and let me ask them if fun. nobody gets hurt by that. People think that, 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 that they can't have fun anymore or that, you know, there's a lot of resistance um, for people to that when it's their go-to or yeah. if they're really good at it or if it's maybe generations yeah. of it. And, and But so, this isn't what we're talking about, though. People well, no, want to make it sound like it's the same thing. Well, when I say people, last time I've talked about this in a workshop, there is a little resistance. Yeah. Some people were like, oh, I'm going to prison for this one. Other people are like, well, what about, they're always trying to make exceptions. Yeah, like, well, yeah. this isn't really sarcastic or petty or passive aggressive. But that's what we have to talk about. Like if it's hurting, if you give your kids permission to say, if I say something that hurts you, come and tell me. I want to give you permission yeah. because maybe I don't. Realize it. Yeah. You know, I, I've had parents tell me, well, isn't this coddling or protecting our child? Isn't this going to make them soft? And then they'll go on rants and say, kids nowadays are already soft. They're, you know, they're pampered. They're this and that. How are they going to be able to verbally protect themselves if they're playing on, like this one dad, he's you know big football guy. He's like, how are they supposed to be able to protect themselves if I don't, you know, rough them up a little bit verbally and criticize stuff like that the same way they're going to get that as a football team. And I said, so what you're telling me, sir, is that you're... You being a father who's six foot four, 240 pounds, talking to your 14 year old who's like half your size, right? You belittling him, make fun of him, um, joke around at his expense when he makes a mistake on the football field, criticizing him like that. That is going to teach him how to take it from other kids better. And so because of that, he's going to be better at giving it back. I said, where are you letting him talk trash back to you? Because all I'm hearing is you saying these things to him. I go, what would happen if he started flinging insults back at you? He's like, oh, he knows what would happen. I said, there you go. Th this is the type of hypocrisy that we don't even know. He thought he was toughing his son up. I'm like, you being tough by resilience and, and working with your kid and showing your kid you know, what's going on? Your, your kid's going to be hard on himself enough. Like, why do you need to criticize him to make him tough for other kids? And then, of course, I brought the son in. The son talked about it. I said, yeah, dad, like. I don't need that. Like I'm already getting it from my, you know, from my friends at school. Like that doesn't help me at all. So it was just, it's just interesting to see parents want to defend something that you said is generational when they didn't like it when it happened to them. Right. Find, find me a listener out there that says, I really liked it when my parents and family members poked and said the most hurtful things about my biggest insecurities. And that was better for me. We may be romanticizing, in my opinion, how we remember our hardships as youth because I can't I've never heard a child a teenager a child say this is good for me right now well then let's talk about the modeling aspect if if you as a parent can come to your kid and say this is something I want to work on and I want to do better because I feel like I want our relationship to be better or I don't want to be that jerk dad. That guy finally convinced to do it. He went to his kids like, man, I'm sorry for being always such a jerk. I always said I don't want to be a jerk like my dad, but I guess I'm being a jerk just like my dad. So if you ever see me being a jerk, just 
telling me, quit being a jerk. That's what his, I'm like, hey, that was better than nothing, man. <laughs> like, that was better than nothing. Like, the guy works in a freaking mine. What am I supposed to expect to be all eloquent and like Shakespeare and stuff, <laughs> right? Quoting prophets and stuff. Like, no, nah, that's not this guy's style, right? But what he did say We're not is. not any miners. But what he miners. did, yeah. But what he did, no, no, no. Like, he was a <laughs> tough dude. Like, that was, I couldn't do that job, right? So he's like a human tractor, right? So what he did do, though, was he acknowledged, hey, son, like, I know I've been a jerk. And his son just sat there, was like, and I asked his son afterwards, what'd you think when your dad said that? He was like, he just wanted to hear the big dog admit that he had issues. Yeah. That was a win for him. And of course, when his dad said some things, son didn't even say anything right away because I did warn the son and say, hey, don't call your dad out in front of other people. Your dad's a little too sensitive for that. <laughs> really odd that he liked to be so tough, but he couldn't handle the wife's criticism yeah. at all, right? Yeah. And this is a long time ago, so I can talk about this. And plus, I'm not using their names, right? So the son, I go, wait till your dad's alone later on and then bring up to him that he was being a jerk. And he did it. He goes, my dad instantly apologized and told me his whole day how stressed he was. He goes, I'm realizing my dad needs this. My dad was actually stressed. His boss was mad and blah. He's like, once I heard that, I was like, dad, it's okay. Like, I actually felt bad for my dad. Where normally he'd be a jerk to me, I never felt bad for him. Right. But once the dad started to open up, then guess what he's doing? They're talking like partners. He wasn't saying, I need to make my son tough. He's saying, I just need to talk to my son so he knows how to talk to me. Yeah, which, which is huge. Well, it's a big deal. I mean, not everybody deals with sarcastic, but we all know it. <laughs> know it when we see it, right? Yep. And so take that picture and frame it, right? That's right. Boom, the challenge. Go to your kid, tell him that, hey, you know, I know I've been sarcastic in the past since that. I'm going to really work on it because, you know, I, I don't want you to feel like I'm, I'm a mean parent because I'm not trying to be mean. I just got to be, you know, better just not being so like mean about certain things or hard. You might be thinking you want your kid to knock it off on the sarcasm too. This is what you do. You don't say, all right, if I... Yeah, it's not a, it's not an exchange program. It's, it's not like, okay, you do this, I'll do this if you yeah. do this. You don't have to do that. You don't because then you're bringing this issue up, allowing it to be looked at and by just taking ownership for yeah. it, you're, mo you're modeling, you know, yeah. that it's not acceptable, that, that it's not improving anybody's relationships. No, I mean, it's, I mean, you hit it right on the head. It's just, most people will argue with me saying like the criticism of this is that, like I said, it's too passive. It's like, not like it's too fluffy. Right. And then I just simply remind them, I said, well, how's your relationship right now with your kid? I'm here to see you, aren't I? Like, I always would get a sarcastic <laughs> response off recently at that moment. I'm like, case in point, right? But they're like, yeah, you know, we're obviously here to see you. I'm like, okay, what you're telling me is you're telling me an idea, something that you believe is okay. And I'm telling you, the proof is that you're here talking to me, having me tell you how to approach it differently. And that shows that something's not okay. And so if I'm telling you, the professional, that sarcasm in your situation is creating a wedge that makes it so that your kid doesn't want to come talk to you, how are you supposed to be partners? Partners talk to each other. They, if, if they have no communication, there's no partnership. And that's all you know. I want, Heidi wants, just any way that we can help you guys choose the relationship, partner with your teens, let life callous them up, let kids talk trash them. And then if you're a good trash talking parent, like a really good at comeback parent, what you do is when your kid comes home, 
kids talking trash to him. Okay, here's what you do. Then you coach them how to talk trash. You don't need to talk trash to them <laughs> to make them feel beat up and insecure to help them in some weird magical yeah, way. No, no. Having a I feel like I'm talking to a specific listeners right now. I don't know who you are, but if you're like, oh man, he totally pinpointed me. I feel like I'm talking to someone, a specific type of listener right now. So yeah. that's you. I'm telling you, hey man, no shame for being sarcastic, but if it ain't working, you know, it might be good to try something different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, and like, like anything, when your relationship is better, you can overcome so much more and, you know, just establish this place. And we've talked about this before when we talk about like the don't freak out thing, right? That, that if, if you can deal with little things as they come up, then you're proving to your kids that you can that you can handle the big things yep. that come up, and that's really what this is about. Letting you're getting that credit with them. Yeah, you're getting credit, like you're building credit that my parent is someone that can handle tough stuff, and and I can trust them. And and you know what? It's like the boss you go admit to that you actually had something different than your excuse to make work just because you're like, man, I got to, I'm sorry. Like you trust that they're not going to fire you, but you feel so bad about it, Like you just need to talk about it, you know? Yeah. And that, that's the goal. That's why you're here listening. Yeah. And, um, you guys, we know that your lives are busy and there's a lot of things that are grappling for your attention and for your earbuds and, you know, all those things. But, we Thank you for to, having enough issues yeah. to take the time. <laughs> Thank you to be in in our in, in our soup of just like what the heck do we do to take the time to listen to well, us? Was just, that was I that thought, not where you're going with I that? I was just gonna say because you, you were kind of hinting you. around like thank you for having enough well, reason to listen you for to us. Showing up for doing. Oh yeah, work. that sounds better. That's yeah, that sounds good. Better. <laughs> mine mine is horrible. It's Definitely not easy. easy. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for passing it on. Thank you for like when you're in a conversation with somebody, your friend or a family member that is struggling with their kids. Thank you for being a voice of reason and a not freak outer and and sharing the the good advice and helping people out along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you for helping us to light the fight.